I believe that God has a treat for us tonight. Um, later on this week, I actually have a um, engagement where I'm going to be speaking to a group of people um, about parenting a little bit and just getting a whole scope on um, losing yourself as you begin to raise children and your children are raised up and then, boom, all of a sudden, it's you that you have to look in the mirror. It's your husband you have to look in the mirror. Your wife you have to look in the mirror because you've been so wrapped up in um, raising children. And so a lot of times, um, especially as Christians, and I'm going to plow the fill a little bit here um, with Luke chapter 17, verse 21, and I want to read the scripture, and then I want to pray um, but I want to try to feel here because I really want us to get a grip on who we are um, and not being able to waver or um, get away from who we truly are as we are living life, as life um, comes about in ways that we may not understand. It may come about in sickness. It may come about in relationships. It may just come about um, in building um, maybe, you know, someone out there had to start back over or rethinking a lot of things. And so our position in the kingdom doesn't change because the things of life begin to occur. And so I want to go to the scripture here in Luke 17 before I pray because I want to plow the field a little bit um, and get us warmed up in thinking. And so chapter 17 of Luke, chapter 17 of Luke, and we're going to go to verse 21. And so today, um, tonight, I want to empower. I want to be in a place. I want to be empowered. I pray that through the Holy Spirit that we're all empowered. I pray that God uses me to empower us to go to the next step or the next level or go higher um, in God's glory. And so Luke 17, starting at verse 21, and I'm going to go straight to it. And that scripture says, the kingdom of God come not with observation, neither shall they say low here or low there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Let, let's go there again. And I read a little bit of 20. I'm going to actually start there. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come. So the Pharisees is asking Jesus, when shall the kingdom of God come? And he answered them and said, the kingdom of God come not with observation. Hmm. Neither shall they say, lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Hallelujah. Father, we come to you thanking you, uh, magnifying your holy name and bringing glory unto you because, you know, you put us in a place where we are in the image and likeness of you, and you didn't have to do that. Um, not only did you make us in your image and likeness, Father, but you gave us dominion over this earth, and you didn't stop there. You gave us your spirit. You gave us the Holy Spirit that we may walk in the gift of righteousness. And so, God, I thank you. I thank you and I give you glory that you just, you bless us this way. You you put us in, in, in a place where we can just 
always be in a worshiping place no matter what we're doing and how we're doing it because we're in your likeness. And, God, that's a beautiful thing. But sometimes, Father, we, may, we don't actually get a grip of that. Father, I, I'd be the first one to say it. Father, be the first one to repent. We, I don't get a grip of that. And we can see in our, in our land today that most of us have not really gotten a grip on your goodness and your greatness and how you've empowered us to move in the fullness of who you called us to be. And so, Father, I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit that there will be ears to hear what you have to say tonight and that we will receive these scriptures and that we will go higher in you and be empowered by your glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Okay. So the first thing I want to do is our, our plow to fill is remind us that the kingdom of God is within us. The kingdom of God is within us. I believe it's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It speaks on how we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things are added unto us. And that's one of those scriptures that I believe most Christians can speak by heart. They can, they can take the scripture, dissect it, and know without a shadow of a doubt what it's saying, but are we living it? And a lot of times the reasons why we're not living in these scriptures is because of the things that begin to enter into our lives. Life happens. We're on jobs. We're running businesses. We're raising children. We have parents we're taking care of. We have family members we're looking after of. We're, we're, we're tackling um, the things of life. And even the more we're in environments that begin to dictate which way we go, whether we go to the right or we go to the left, we have a lot of choices to make in this life. But God is here now. He's speaking now, and he's telling us to remember that the kingdom of God is within us. And so when we ask the question, seek ye first the kingdom of God, what does that mean? What does that mean? If the kingdom of God is within me, Jesus, and then you tell me to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then after that comes all these other things. And in other words, um, over in chapter 6, it just begins to show us how we, um, as the people of God, as the image and likeness of God, as the children of God, we really don't have to worry about anything. But unfortunately, we worry Unfortunately, we lack faith. We have this place sometimes where we're just in unbelief. And then we have these places sometimes where we believe that we're believing, and then it just does not unfold the way we want it to unfold. And so I'm praying right now that we are uh, plowing the field because we got to get to a place where we're able to open up. One of the exercises that I do um, with the organization that I work with, I always tell the girls to write down 10 great things about yourself, 10 great things about yourself, and then write down 10 things that are sinful about yourself and then begin to not only work on those 10 things, begin to turn away from those 10 things that's sinful about yourself, but those 10 things that are great about yourself make them greater. Begin to enhance them because we're growing every day. 
And so sometimes we just almost forget because we're in the throes of the day. We're living, we're moving, and you know, someone would say you're no earthly good. But at the end of the day, we always, we always find ourselves in a place where we're seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And that kingdom of God is within you. So I hope I have plowed the field there. Now, the substance of what we're going to talk about today is that very word. The message that is going to be clear today is that God wants us to envision. He wants us not only to envision a car, envision a house, envision a new job, envision our children living holy. We can envision a lot of different things, but when it comes to us as the individual, begin to envision your character. I'll say that one more time. Envision your character. Work on you. And so when when Jesus tell the Pharisees that the kingdom of God is within you, that that you possess in you begins to produce. And so in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So we're going to put a kickstand down right there. The substance of things hoped for. And so when I begin to envision about myself, First, I need to get a pen, I need to get a paper, and I need to write down about me. I need to write down a plan, a vision about me, me as Belinda Ford. Who do, who do I, who do God say I am? God says that I am in the image and likeness of him. All right, so what does that look like? And a lot of times we could just be um, very taboo with that. You know, we could go straight to the fruit of the spirit. I'm gentle. I'm loving. I'm kind. I'm, I'm, I, I'm meek. I'm peaceful. I'm gracious. I can pull out all those words and write them down on a piece of paper. But is it substance in my life? Is it substance in my life? And so if, if I write down a plan, and I really grab on to the character of Belinda, which God says is the image and likeness of himself. And now I can't get caught up in Belinda's personality. You know, we say that all the time. Oh, that's Belinda. That's just how she is. That's her personality, blah, 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 blah. No, let me explain something by the power of the Holy Ghost. What ends up happening with our personalities and who we who they say we are is a is an environment environmental situation. We kind of become our environment. I'm, I'm Wilma's daughter. I grew up in the Clay family. I grew up in the projects. I grew up in the hood. I grew up around drugs and alcohol. I grew up in a very harsh environment that that was always snapping and popping and fighting and cussing and fussing and doing all those things. But is that who I truly am? Is that that's is that the image and likeness of God? Because He created me in His image and likeness. He He knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb. I am a workmanship of Him. I am excellent in His eyes. I mean, He created me, but then I I was born into this sinful world, and I became something that is not of God. 
And so what do I have to do now? I have to be able to seek the kingdom because now I come into who I am. I come into understanding that Jesus died for me, that he died that I may have life and life abundantly. He died that I may know without a shadow of a doubt that his power lives in me. And now I'm living this life, right? And now life is hitting me all over the place, woes and situations and stuff. And now I'm caught up in this stuff, and I forget. Not on the surface, I haven't forgot. No, I, I, I have salvation. No, I'm a child of God. No, I go to church. I got the, I got the religion. I can do church real good. I can do this real good. But then, what happens when I look myself in the mirror? On the surface, I know who I am, but have I went past the surface? Have I seek the kingdom of God within me? Have I really sat down and, and really understood what, what Jesus was saying to the Pharisees? What, what are you out there looking for? What are you saying when the kingdom of God is coming? The kingdom of God is within you. And then he turns around and says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And so um, I'm dealing with your character right now. I'm dealing with the character. The character begins to spell out the kingdom of God within you. You ha you have some that's a whole. You have you have some that's been um, blessed and 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 anointed with a gracious spirit, a merciful spirit, a help spirit. We have the gifts of the spirit. We have we have the gifts that operate in us, and all of us operate in a different office. We, we, we all operate in a different office in a different way. He made all of us differently, but we're all in his image and likeness. But it's up to us to seek his kingdom with that within us. And so I'm going to go back to the process of the substance of things hoped for. That substance of things hoped for, that substance starts with you. We can have faith. Um, on a lot of things. We could hope for a lot of things. We definitely live in a world right now where everything just happens at a drop of a dime, at a snap of a finger. But God has not changed. He, 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 we could plant a tree um, in front of any store. We could plant a tree in front of any, any house. But that tree had to go through a process to, to, to get to a tree. It, it had to get roots. And we, we as people, we're digging up roots. We're doing um, the things that God has actually said not to do to this earth. But we do it anyway to make it happen really fast. But one thing we cannot make happen really fast is our character. We got to work on our character. We have to work on the substance that God has for us. And so um, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And so you got to begin to think about the very things that you're hopeful for yourself. And you got to begin to write those things down and really dig into being who God has called you to be. Really focus in on who God has called you to be. Really pray and discern and not leave it there. Don't leave it on paper. Don't leave it on paper. Don't leave it in your mind, but begin to walk it out. Begin to go through the process. Begin to speak it over your life because that's the very substance of the thing that you hope for. A lot of times this scripture gets tossed up and up, up and down. It gets, it gets tossed around a little bit because we don't necessarily understand the, the, the substance of a thing. And so I'm going to read to you what Envision actually mean because Envision and Substance um, actually goes together in a sense because 
if Vision begins to talk about the future thing, and let me pull that um, description up right now so we can really get a grip on what God is saying to us right now. Um, in vision, is vision means to imagine as a future possibility, to visualize, to visualize a future possibility, to envision who you truly want to be, because at the end of the day, it really starts with you. It really starts with me. I have to get down in my spirit who I am. I am the image and likeness of God, but I got to go beyond the surface. I can't be superficial with the image and likeness of God. I got to really seek out that image, and I got to really seek out that likeness. And he, he begins to say the kingdom of God is within me. And so I have to seek the kingdom first. I have to seek the kingdom first. And now I'm operating in a place of faith because that's what pleases our God. And how do we get to that place? We begin to have a substance of the things hopeful. That means we're speaking it. We're writing it down. We're not forgetting it. We're not allowing the woes of life, the, 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 different, the different things that we go through day to day, the stuff, that we, the stuff that we do, the stuff that we do day to day get in the way of us seeking the kingdom within us and us seeking the character of God within us. And that's how we veer away from faith, because we some kind of way lay down the substance of hope. And that the, the latter part of that scripture, and I'm going to go into prayer after this, the latter part of that scripture says uh, the evidence of uh, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of the things not seen. And so how does it happen? This is, this is the beautiful part. Of, of God's word, you know, he talks about how faith pleases him. And then we have this substance of hope, and it's the evidence of things not seen. The, 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 the catch to that is having is the substance becomes weight. It, it becomes solid. Now we're, we're, we're standing still. We, we, we have, we have this, this place of, of, of righteousness and wholeness and not some superficial faith that says, oh, I believe this, oh, I believe that, and then we don't see the thing become evidence. The substance is there to build up the evidence of our faith, the evidence of things not seen. But that has to start within us. So when we begin to speak to a thing, we begin to decree a thing, we begin to declare a thing, it, it's there. It's there. Why? Because the substance of things hoped for is within us. We don't build up our character. We don't build up our faith. We can't do that on the substance. you got to go deep. you got to go deep. you got to seek the kingdom of God within you. And, again, I'm talking about envisioning visualizing the future for yourself. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and um, we're, I believe we're 30 minutes in now, and I just want to relay that this scripture a lot of times is overlooked because we can preach it, can pre preach it back and forth. But when we really get into a place where we're aiming in on self and we're beginning to become the image and likeness of God, we now have this substance of hope that builds up a dominion. That's right. 
that builds up a dominion, that gives us authority in this earth. Why? Because we have his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now we understand the, the kingdom within us, and now we have a substance that builds up a place of righteousness. And now we're walking in this authority, and then the righteousness of God comes out of us. The desires of our hearts begin to line up with God. We begin to see the blessings that's upon us, and we begin to see and declare the very thing that we know that God wants for us. And then we live in this life of abundance. Then the woes of this world, no longer has power over us. The, the, the whispers of this world no longer has power over us. The doubts of this world no longer has power over us. Why? Because we have built up a substance, a character within us that represents the image and likeness of God, which all together give us the evidence of things not seen within God's authority. And so I pray uh, that this message has blessed um, the hearers of his word, and I'm now going to open up the line if anybody would like prayer, um, prayerfully. I'm not sure um, if how many people are here, um, however it is being recorded. So at this time, I will open up the line if you would like prayer for anything. Yes, Pastor Bibi, uh, this is Overseer Davis. I would like prayer for uh, my neighbor. She fell this evening. Um, her name is Reba Nobles. They had to take her to the emergency room. She fell and hit her head. Oh, um, but it, she has dementia, and she got out today. Her son, um, Terry Nobles. He lived, They live next door. But if you will pray for their family, because I know he gets stressed out. Uh, she's 90, and he takes care of her. And so okay. if you will pray for Miss, Miss Reba Nobles and Terry mm-hmm. Nobles, their family. Okay. And also I want prayer for my aunt. Um, I went, I deal with her once a week, too. She has dementia. Her name is Margot, and it's gotten worse. The family's having to take care of her too. So I just, I just want prayer for them. It's heavy on my heart, especially when Miss Reba fell right here beside my car, and she fell face down and hit the pavement. So if you pray for the um, the Noble family, and also pray for my aunt. I, in fact, I have two aunts. The other one's 90. Her name is Jean. Okay. And she's she's been going through a lot of health issues, too, her and my other aunt, Margot. Because my heart's been a little heavy. I give it to God, but then I guess I take it back. <laughs> we all know I don't, I don't mean to. I don't mean to do that, but they're my, you know... I, I see them or call them, go to see them once a week, and every time I go, you know, I just want to love on them, let them know I'm there. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to go ahead and pray. Thank Father, you. We, Father, we just thank you for long life. We we thank you for longevity. 
uh, upon these women, Father. Obviously, they've done something right to be on this earth um, all these decades to see all of this stuff that's happening. And, Father, we don't understand some of the diseases that come upon our bodies. We, it, it Sometimes it just doesn't make sense, especially a d- disease like such, Father. I even hate to even call it out, Father, because I've seen it so many times in so many different ways, Father, and it crushes our hearts. And so, Father, for the most part, I pray that you just give overseer peace. Give her peace, peace, Father, in her heart, in her mind, Father, and even more in her soul, Father. Father, let her just have memories of her aunt that were great memories, holy memories, loving memories that she could laugh from her belly and just have a joy and just thank you for blessing her with her aunt, Father. But give her strength. Give her strength as she go forward and taking care of them and looking after them and loving on them and letting them know they're not here alone. And I thank you, Father. I thank you for overseer. I thank you, Father, that she's obedient to you, even when it's hard for her, Father. I thank you, God, that you have raised up a servant that will please you and be obedient and sacrifice unto you, God, and speak your holy word, speak your righteousness. And so, God, I ask now by the power of your Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, that you would just bless overseer over and over God. Bless her, bless her, bless her. God, if she has any need, any need, small or big right now, God, I'm praying in agreement with her heart and with her mind that she will receive the blessing. She will receive your protection. She will receive whatever it is that she needs in this hour and in this moment, God. But even the more, God, my heart pray that you would give her peace. Peace with what you're doing right now. And so, Father, I lift up Miss Reva Knowles. I lift her up to you, God. You don't miss anything. In moments like this, it's hard, and it's heartbreaking. And, God, I pray over her son, Terry. God, I know this is the hard work, and it's not understood um, in a way where where our minds can even grab onto it, we just sometimes we get angry, <laughs> sometimes we get mad because we just don't understand why life gets so hard like this when they're elderly. And so, Father, we never want to see a situation like this. And so, God, I pray that you just send angels, send angels yes. to encamp around Miss Reva, God, and just. Speak to her heart, speak to her mind, God, and just heal her. Here, if there's anything that's out of alignment because of this fall, God, we pray now in the name of Jesus that you will begin to align it now, God, supernaturally. You will align her body, that, she, that without a shadow of a doubt that we will know the glory of God is over her 90-year-old body, and we will know without a shadow of a doubt that you have allowed her to just see, see more days. Hear more, more stories. Begin to smile when she when she knows what's going on. God, allow her to experience that even the more. But Father, I pray peace over Terry. I pray strength over Terry, and I pray joy. God, he he's experienced his mother for many many decades, and it's just a blessing. Let him see the positive in this in this transition that he's going through. Father, I, I again I lift up um Aunt Margot and Aunt Jean unto you, God. I pray that you send mm-hmm. minister angels to them. 
Um, give them a joy in their spirit, God. Let them let them live out the rest of their days with a smile and happiness, God. And and even if you're doing this through overseer, God, just give give them new stories. Um, give them give them new new sayings, God. Just I, anoint them afresh, God. It's never too late. Father, if they're still breathing and they're still hearing and they're still here, God, it's never too late. We say that and it just sounds, sometimes it just sounds like we're just saying it. But, God, from the bottom of my heart, being around the elderly, God, I know it's never too late. It's never too late for them to pour out wisdom. It's never too late to show you, for them to show us love. It's never too late for them to bless our hearts and bless our minds, God. And so I thank you. I thank you, God, that you anointing them afresh and let overseer eyes see that. Let her heart feel that. And let her emotions begin to take on the love that they have to offer her. And thank I thank you, God. You, God. I thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Amen. overseer. Amen. Thank if you, there's another if there's another one, anyone else has prayer? Anyone else is there? Come forward. Okay. Okay, I guess I will close out. Father, we thank you for this prayer line. I thank you, God, for Apostle Josh. I thank you for uh, Prophet Prophet Shanae, God. I, I thank you, Father, for Overseer. I just thank you for her presence. I thank you, God, that she she's not she's not leaving the post that she's still praying, God, even when it doesn't look like it's happening. She's praying, she's here, she's faithful, and she's loyal. I thank you, God, for this prayer line. I thank you that it's a prayer line to empower. I thank you, God, it's a prayer line of holiness and righteousness and that we can speak boldly your word. And so, God, I pray, I pray for the facilitators. I pray, God, for everyone that's been attached to this line, God, that if there's anything that they need, that we would know without a shadow of a doubt that they know that they can come and, and, and receive prayer, that they can receive healing, that we could decree and declare a thing because the power is within us, that we can speak to the demons and the demons have to flee. God, we submit unto you and we resist every devil that tries to come against this line. God, that every devil that tries to come against the facilitators. God, we speak unto them demons right now. You have to flee in the name of Jesus. You have no power and no reign over the facilitators. You have no power and no reign over this prayer line or the people that's attached to this prayer line that receives the glory of God. We call forth, we call forth angels to protect us. We call forth angels to protect us. We thank you, God, that we can call forth these angels. We thank you, God, that we have the authority in this earth to rise up and defeat the enemy. So I thank you, God, for your blessings. I give you glory, and I magnify your holy name, and we love you, Father. We love you, Father. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I pray everyone have a great night and a great rest of the week. Um, Tomorrow is Tuesday. And I believe Apostle Josh is on the line for Bible study, and he posts that in group me. So please join in to Bible study at 7 o'clock tomorrow um, through the Zoom link or even through Facebook. Everyone have a blessed night. Good night.